0: Welcome to Planting Ground, the helpful healing podcast where we take the time to analyze our lives to produce a great harvest of love, joy, and peace. I'm your host Malia and thank you for joining So today we're going to do an episode titled Breaking Ground. This is a random series of things that I am going through or something that might be happening with a lot of my friends or family that I feel as if I need to talk about. So today let's break the ground of the spirit of rejection. This is something I've dealt with almost all of my life. And we're going to get into a lot about it. My definition, how it started in my life, the effects it's having, some of the emotional things, but more importantly, how to overcome it and where I am now. Let's start off with the scripture I have chosen for the spirit of rejection, which is Psalms 2710. Even if my father and mother abandoned me, the Lord holds me close. So the spirit of rejection, let's first say it is a demonic spirit. It is very consuming. It is evil. Rejection is not a positive feeling. My personal definition of spirit of rejection is being rejected. Or abandoned emotionally, physically, mentally by someone you care about or depend on like a mother or father or even a spouse. Or by a large group of people, for example, being bullied in school or not being accepted by your peers. Now that we have a definition laid down, let's talk about how it manifests itself in my life. So one of the biggest things that I struggled with growing up is fatherlessness. I don't know who my father is. The man that I believe is my father, when I was younger and I reached out to him, he basically really wanted nothing to do with me. As a young child, that kind of really messed me up because My brother knew who his father was. He has his father's last name. He has the grandmother, the grandfather from that side who eventually adopted me into their family but because I didn't have that same sense of identity associated with them, I really struggled with not knowing who I was. So I lost a sense of my identity because I did not know that side of my family. The second biggest thing that really affected my life was the toxic relationship with my mother. I already dealt with not having a father, but because of how my mom was raised, she didn't really have a positive understanding of love, and how to love your children, how to be the mother that most kids ideally want, and because I grew up in a situation of always being compared to her, not being able to satisfy her, you know, never feeling like what I was doing was enough to make her happy or even accept me, that really affected me a lot. And that kind of goes into my next point of constantly being compared to others not only by other people, but also by myself. So when I seen someone who was thought to be very pretty or very popular or very smart or intelligent, I would always say, oh, I want to be like them, but I can't because I didn't have the confidence in myself because that wasn't built into me. That's something I had to learn on my own eventually years later to come, basically from adapting a I don't care personality or experience, but being basically rebellious, that's how I adopted the, you know, I don't want to be like nobody else. I want to be the, like myself, girl, whatever type of personality. That's something I still struggle with comparing myself with my peers. Like I've graduated college, but I'm not in my field. How do people look at me? How do people perceive me? I focus More on an outward look of how people accept me or view me than how I view me or how God views me. Growing up, I really had no room for mistakes. I was not really allowed to express my emotions, be vulnerable with people because I grew up with a strong black woman complex. You can't show that you're weak. You can't show that that you have feelings, that you are human, that you're a person, that all the time you're not going to be this picture-perfect example. But because so many people looked up to me or view me as the token girl in the family, the one who's going to make it out, the one who's going to be the positive example for everyone, a lot of weight fell on my shoulders. And I didn't have no one I could talk to, you know. I couldn't go talk to my mom and tell her how I was feeling. Even now, like, if I say I'm hurt, you know, it's like, what are you hurt about? Black women in my family, we can't be hurt. It's not a normal feeling or expression that we are taught to feel. And also just some of the things that were spoken against my life You're not going to be this. You're not going to be that. You'll never make it to this. You'll never make it to that. You're going to end up just like insert person. You're going to end up on drugs. You're going to have so many babies. You are going to be worthless in a sense. So those things, constantly hearing those over and over and over and over again, it plays so many negative things in your mind and it no longer becomes what other people say about you but how you identify yourself as you can tell this is not titled overcoming it's called breaking the ground of spirit of rejection so let's talk about some of the effects it has had in my life past and present i have this increased need for validation I want people to say, hey, you're doing a good job. Hey, this goal that you have, it actually makes sense. And when people oppose this, you know, what I want to do, it kind of places me at a standstill. I can't move forward because now doubt has made its way into my mind, into my thoughts. Well, what if this? What if that? I could never I need to feel as if not just one person gives me validation but a host of people that I care about give me validation instead of seeking validation from God because he's the one who has made me created me so he's the only person who I really need to be aiming to seek validation from. About four years ago I went into the church and I was expressing my desires to start this podcast with someone, right? Or some form of a vocal outlet. Because I like to talk, guys. I talk, 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 talk all the time. If you know me, you can vouch. I talk a lot. But I was talking to someone, expressing my desire to use my experiences, use my voice to help people heal from what they're going through. I know the only reason that I've gotten where I am is first God, but also because the positive influences he's placed in my life. And when this person told me, no, don't do that. Just bring them to church. Jesus is all they need. I stopped. I allowed their view of what I was doing hinder me from doing what I know God called me to do. Sometimes people have good motives for what they're saying for you, but it's not God's intention for your life. So seek God's approval more than you seek man's approval because men, they, they're basing their answers based off their own perception. You know, it's not based off you and your connection with God because they are, they don't have access to that. So just do what God says you to do. I deal with this desire to be accepted and being a people pleaser. So a lot of the mistakes or bad things I did in um, my childhood or youth was to make people like me. I didn't really have any self-identity because I was doing everything that everybody else did. I would spend my money trying to buy my friends when that's that's not how you do that, sis. Like, don't be going out here doing that because you're going to waste so, so much money. Learn from me. Keep your coins. Real friends don't want you to buy them everything. <laughs> I was just trying to be a people pleaser. You know, I had no identity because I was too focused on people and not, you know, who am I and who are the people I actually want to be around. Um, something else I do still is I overcompensate to make people know that I care. Something as simple as saying, oh my gosh, you did a great job. I'll say that, but it'll be, oh my gosh, you did a great job. You know, you are amazing. I really appreciate that. You know what? Did I tell you I care about you today? I will probably give you words to affirmation 30 times within five minutes. So it it becomes overwhelming and everyone isn't comfortable with that but that stems from me trying to give people what I felt like I lacked it's me trying to make sure that the people that I care about and I love know that you know I love you I care about you you're doing a great job you are enough you are smart you are cared for like that is why I do that because these are things that I wanted to hear myself. These are things I still want to hear myself. Another thing I struggle with is self-doubt. I tend to overthink. I don't just go with the flow and just when something comes across my mind that I know is from God, that that I know is positive or that I know is something good, I tend to think about it too much. And then now I don't achieve the goal that I had in mind. I've allowed doubt to cloud my brain, the what ifs that I can't. And even with this podcast, guys, like it's been so challenging for me to break this spirit of procrastination and, you know, rejection because I am opening my life to people. No one really knows who Malia outside of the accolades, the hard worker, the over emotional person that I've made myself be viewed as, no one knows the core and heart of Malia. So there's just a lot of things that I'm struggling with. If I keep allowing them to prevent me from moving forward, I'll never see the fullness of what this podcast comes to. So that's just something I struggle with. The next thing I'm going to talk about is even though I want to be loved and accepted by all of these people that I view as important in my life, I don't know how to accept or appreciate others' love, care, concern for me because it is not something I'm used to. It's a very foreign feeling for me that someone actually loves me, that someone actually cares about me i'm learning to accept love and being intentional about accepting love because god loves me and god has placed people in my life to express his love for me i have to intentionally accept it because it's something i'm not used to i think else this has made me struggle with my whole life is low self-worth and self-confidence Growing up, I would always be compared to either my mom or other people, girls in school by bullies. So you're not pretty, you're not cute, you look good. But when I was in high school, I I was this, I was that. So I never saw myself as beautiful. I never had the confidence that I needed to have to believe in myself or believe that I was worth more than the limitations that had been placed on me. Now I've gotten better, but sometimes I still struggle with accepting myself completely or placing value on myself completely because that's something that has been embedded into my thought life. The last thing I'm gonna talk about in this particular section of how it has infected me is my excessive need for control. Let me say it again because I know some people are saying, Amen, Hallelujah, such you need to chill out. <laughs> my excessive need for control. Because I am trying to protect myself from being let down, rejected. I need to be in control. I want to be in control. If I lose the sense of control, I cannot function properly. Becoming a Christian four years ago, and still to this day, it's very hard to let go and let God, or even let other people live their lives and make their own choices, decisions, and mistakes. If I don't have the control over the situation, It's a problem, period, point blank. I don't know how I can say this more, but it is a problem. My brain cannot fathom not having control. But Lord God, help me because I cannot do this on my own relinquishing control. But let's talk about emotional imbalances. Some of the things emotionally I struggle with. Because of this, I have an increased level of fear anxiety and worry i struggle guys if i don't have a goal in mind like if i can't see where my life is heading to i fear that something bad is going to happen to me i am super anxious about what awaits tomorrow the bible says evil forbearance which is basically the constant thought That something bad awaits you. Like something bad is always going to happen. So because I've always viewed that based off the negative things that were spoken in my life and the negative life I've grown to perceive, you know, fear and anxiety, man, look, I'm, I'm learning now, but it's still hard, you know, to just relinquish and give it over to God. Something else I struggle with is the low tolerance for strangers and being extremely over-tolerant of friends and family. I ain't taking no crap from nobody I don't know, Mm -mm, nope, uh uh-uh, blocked immediately. But once I place a value on your life to my life. (sighs) My tolerance for disrespect for inconsideration is just increased. And now I'm learning that you know, I have to protect my peace. Man, look, it's really hard for me to set boundaries with family and friends and just even vocally expressing that I've been hurt by family and friends. You know, in black families, we don't have this foundation of communication. It's kind of like, whatever the adult says and does, it's no wrong to it. If you're hurt by your oh well, get over it. And unfortunately, that's just messed up. I, I ain't trying to deal with that no more. I'm trying to do better. You know, trying to protect my peace this year. So another thing I struggle with, being super sensitive. Oh my gosh, I'm such a crybaby. I am such a crybaby, and I tend to overanalyze what people say and do. You brush up against me. I swear you want to fight. You don't respond back to my texts. I swear you don't love me no more. You don't want to hang out with me. We not friends no more. What did I do? How can I fix it? I read into stuff too much, like... I'm working on it, guys. You know, I'm working. I'm trying. <laughs> Let's talk about overcoming the spirit of rejection. So the first thing God placed in my heart was acknowledging and placing awareness. Be aware of yourself. Proverbs 11, 9 says, with their words, the godless destroy their friends. But knowledge... Knowledge, being aware of what's going on in your life, who you are, how you feel will rescue the righteous. Look, guys, if you continue to ignore the hurt, pain, emotional dysfunctions you feel, if you continue to give a foothold to this spirit of rejection or anything you are dealing with, you are basically giving your mind over to mind battles consistently for the rest of your life. That's it. That's all. And that's something that I'm, you know, learning I've been struggling with this stuff my whole life. I am now 22 years old. How old am I? Am I 22? I think I'm 22. (laughs) 22 years old. I've been dealing with some of this stuff for at least, at least 19 years. So until I place awareness and acknowledgement on these things, they will not change. Something else to note. Hurt people hurt people hurt people hurt people the reason why my relationship with my mom is so toxic because her relationship with her mother was so toxic the reason i struggle with comparing myself to others because these same people come that compared me to them or to other people they dealt with that same issue too hurt people hurt people so you need to forgive people Matthew 7 15 20. Please read it, guys. Like, I'm going to break it down, but please read it. It says that people will produce what they are. You cannot go get an apple from an orange tree. If someone has bad things placed into their heart, that is what their life will produce. So, by the grace of God, we have the power to change that. But don't hold so much blame on people because they are hurting as well. You can't just control what people say to you, what people do to you, but you can control how you respond. And that is the most important thing. The biggest thing I want you to get from today is blame the source. These people that are hurting you, that have rejected you, are not the source. Do not sit here and blame people for your problems. I would never tell you my mother, my father, my peers are the source of why I feel pain. You know who's the source? The devil. The devil was sent here to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to keep you distracted from your blessings. So if he knows you're dealing with the spirit of rejection, you need to blame here. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 and 3, 12 That we are not fighting against people. We're fighting against evil spirits. Not people, but evil spirits. Another thing is we need to view ourselves as God does. Period. View yourself as God does. God created you in his image. So you have the image of God upon your life, he created you in his image. He sent his son to die for you. You are valuable to him. Let's not forget our opening scripture. Psalms 2710 says, even if my father and mother abandoned me, the Lord holds me close. God loves you. God loves me, and that's something I'm learning, that regardless of the mistakes that I've made, because I've laid my heart down to him, he loves me. He has broken the bondage from me, the, the rejection he takes away, the pain he takes away, the self-worth issues I'm dealing with he takes away. God loves you. Another thing is you have to set boundaries. I don't care if it's your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your pastor, your lawyer, your doctor. You need to set boundaries. No one should have the place to alter your mental state. No one should have, should have the place to bring you into a spirit of depression. Only person who should be able to do that to you is when God is trying to tell you that you're leaning, leaving his blessing, that you're leaving his protection. But you need to set boundaries. Read Proverbs 4.23, set boundaries. It is a biblical thing. God places so much in his word of how we have to protect our spirit, protect our mind filter what we bring into our eyes what we bring into our ears what we let come out of our mouth what we let say, take place in our heart you need to set boundaries something i'm learning too shoot i'm learning something else set time for yourself learn to love yourself learn to be full of god learn to be complete in god learn to set time every day every week to love yourself Take time to be quiet in a room with no one but you, God, and the Holy Spirit, in silence and peace. And tell yourself, I love me. I am enough. I am not the words that have been spoken over my life. I am complete in Christ. I am full of love. I am full of joy. I am full of honesty. I am full on Jesus. Like, I am full. I am enough. And if I'm not, Jesus is still perfect and he will make me enough. One of the biggest things I've had to realize is reconciliation might not be the end result. So, this view in your brain that you have about the relationship with the people you place that you need in your life we do need our mother, we do need our father. But if they're not at a place of love, a place of honesty, your your relationship might not be reconciled to the place that you need it to be, right? A part of you has to be okay with that. You can't sit here and beat yourself up for your relationship with people not being where you want it to be. For instance, I would love to be able to do family gatherings with certain of my family members, but because their own mind, their own emotional state, their own life is in disarray. I can't. I would love to talk to some of my family every day, but because when I'm in a good place, they try to hurt me emotionally and mentally, I can't talk to them every day. As much as I want these to be reconciled, I will no longer stress myself out to reconcile something that I can't. God says that he fights for us. He reconciles. He did not give us that power. He has to get involved in these people's lives. And you have to do more fighting in prayer than you do by your own will and your own power. Again, relinquishing control. Now let's make this personal. Stop excusing toxic behaviors stop excusing toxic behaviors oh well my mom and dad are rude so that's why i'm rude that's an excuse you can change your mom and dad experiences does not have to make your experiences Oh, well, my mom is messy. My dad is messy. I guess I'm messy too. That's why I'm messy. No, it's a choice. It's a personal choice. So stop excusing it. Just make an action and plan to change. Something else to understand is you deserve happiness. Did God place you here to be angry, to be sad? No. He wants you to have the victory. He wants you to be a light. And you can't be a light if you feel with so much dark and negative energy and emotions. No, God wants you to be happy. Happiness for God does not always mean comfortable or without confrontation, but he wants you to be able to experience joy. He wants you to be able to experience peace that passes our understanding and the last thing I want to talk about is seeking counsel and connecting yourself to positive people. Accountability is so important when you're dealing with toxic emotional things or spirits that are trying to control your life and keep you in bondage you need a group of people who love you enough to tell you the truth who love you enough to have those hard conversations who love you enough to sit and be an open ear so you can talk about your pain you need people you cannot live this life alone. Loneliness is from hell. God created us to be connected people. Proverbs 11, 14 says, without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. So there's a balance. You need wise leadership you need a core group of people who loves you and has positive intentions for the knowledge they're giving you there's people god has placed in your life to keep you on track you need to seek him as well you need to be secure in him as well you need to set a foundation to where you can talk to him let's go back to my journey Guys, I'm still going through this. Like, the spirit of rejection is still trying to place a hold in my life. I spent the beginning of this year crying my eyes out because of some words that were spoken to me. From the continual thought of no one cares about me. Like, I don't have a safe place. If my own parents don't care, who cares? Currently, I'm still hurt. I'm still struggling. But I'm choosing now to focus on trusting God and releasing control. Because as I continue to place control and do things within my own power, I keep hurting myself. And for me to heal, I first have to stop hurting myself. I know God has given me the power and authority, but I have to exercise it luke ten nineteen says god has given us the power to stomp over serpents but i have to exercise it this power is not going to be released until i choose to release it and something else i'm remembering is jesus was rejected but the father never left him Jesus spent his life on this earth being rejected, being persecuted by the same ones he came down here to save, but the Father was there with him. The only thing that separated Jesus from this protection, from this love, from the presence of God and the peace of God is when he was on the cross dying for our sins and the sins of the world fell upon him, that is when God turned his eyes, his heart, away from Jesus. Not when he was doing good works. Not when he was doing as the Father willed. But when he chose to lay the sins of the world. Because sin is the only thing that separates you from the Father. Again, God promises in Psalms 27, even if, even if, father and mother abandon me, the Lord holds me close. It is so good to know that the father in heaven thinks to look upon me and say my child I see your hurt I see your abandonment I see your rejection but I love you I see what you're struggling with. I see what you're going through. I see the overcompensating. I see the love you have. I see the power. I see your worth. Remember I created you. Knowing that the God in heaven looks down and smiles at me. Whew. I didn't want to cry, but this is breaking ground. The Lord is breaking the ground of my heart. He's removing the bad parts of the soil. So as I close today, I have some challenges for you this week. Be honest with God. Pray scriptures. Some that you can find are Exodus 14, 14. Psalms 55, 22, Psalms 18, the whole chapter. Oh my gosh, I'm praying that now. Psalms 18, the whole chapter. Psalms 27, the whole chapter. If you need more, email me. You can find it on the contact page of my website, MaliaIsis.com. Contact me and I will provide you my scripture list. But this week, pray scriptures over your circumstances. Pray scriptures over your life. Stop ignoring things and bring them to the feet of God. God said, for whatever you ask, you will receive. A father will not keep good gifts from his kids. God loves you and he will help you break the ground of the spirit of rejection in your life and spend some time with yourself this week. Take 30 minutes every day and just tell yourself I love you. Tell yourself you are worth more than you could ever imagine because remember, God chose you before you could ever choose him. So this is my vocal diary. I'm talking, hoping and praying that as I heal in my life, That you are able to heal in your life as well. So thank you for joining me today on another episode of Planting Ground. I will see you next Saturday for the first official episode of She's Becoming. Everything that she's looking outward for. And I thank you guys for joining me. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Please share this podcast with anyone whom it might help. And remember, for every flower produces seeds that starts other flowers, fruits, and trees. See you next week.